as we hear the word of God, give us understanding through the inspiration and power of your Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. You've heard the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Good morning. Good morning, Grace Covenant. Glory and honor to God. It is with great anticipation that Calvin and I looked forward to the moment when we would finally be here to worship with you. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to be with you in the house of the Lord on this morning. I'd like to thank uh, my parents, my family, and friends for being here, uh, Barry Wells, Lucretia Wells, uh, my brother Roscoe Gunning, uh, my in-loves, Reverend Dr. Calvin H. Sidnor III, and Reverend Dr. Charlotte Blake Sidnor, uh, my chaplain sisters, and um, our Hampton alumni friends. We're just so thankful to be here, and we couldn't be here without the love and support of family and friends. On the first Sunday in Advent, Pastor Nelson's sermon, Keep Awake, reminded us to pay attention to two important things in our daily lives, God's creative grace and God's saving grace today. The second Sunday in Advent, we light the second candle, which represents peace. We thank God for the promise of peace as we wait in anticipation for the coming of Christ. In today's sermon, we see God loves us so much that he moves John, also known as John the Baptist, to announce Christ's coming. Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, in the, end, uh, in the New Revised Standard Version, reads as follows. Listen for the word of the Lord. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor, Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod ruler of Galilee, 
and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iteria and Triconitus, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene. During the priesthood, the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Please pray with me. Almighty and everlasting Father, Lord, use me as your vessel to proclaim your word. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. At the beginning of this pericope, Luke sets up the historical world context. According uh, to theologians, the names of the Roman and Jewish leaders in verses 1 and 2 signify the universality of the gospel. Luke takes the world and its history seriously. If God enters, the, enters human history authentically in Jesus of Nazareth, then his word must be made known to historical persons through historical processes. The process begins with the word of God that came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. The way Luke sets the context is very significant and important. These men, emperor, governor, rulers, and high priests of their time in history, were very prominent and powerful individuals. Today, they are like, likened to the president of the United States in other countries and the pope. And in the midst of this context, the word of God came to John in the wilderness. And what a mighty word it was. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. This time of year, many are preparing, are busy making preparations for Christmas. Stores prepare for crowds of people looking for great discounts on gifts for family and friends. Neighbors and neighborhoods prepare by hanging lights on their houses, decorating their lawns with nativity scenes and other scenes of Christmas. Some churches prepare for Christmas programs, and other churches prepare to receive Christmas trees, while people prepare to purchase those Christmas trees, ornaments, and other decorations in preparation uh, for this Christmas process. Still others prepare to travel and make flight reservations and arrangements to visit with loved ones they long to see. We prepare grocery lists for the Christmas feast. Children prepare Christmas wish lists for Santa in hopes that on Christmas morning, 
the one special item they wished for will be underneath the tree. We prepare for many things around this time of year, but not like the one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare to meet the King of Kings. God gave John a word in the wilderness that stirred his soul and caused him to go out into the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Grace Covenant, has God ever stirred your soul? Has God ever moved you to go out, to go out in his name, in God's name, to share the word with complete strangers? John was moved, so moved, and proclaimed God's word, and it reflects the universal understanding of God's relationship to the world. You see, during John's time, Roman rule, there was a belief in deities, gods and goddesses, belief in cosmic powers, psychics, the mystery religions, in addition to Judaism. How bold of John to go out and proclaim God's word in such a time. John's boldness reminds me of something my daughter used to say when she was a toddler. Whenever she would hear adults in a great discussion uh, or great conversation, she would say, so-and-so's making statements. Well, John was making a statement in the wilderness. He was making statements all over the Jordan. Prepare the way for the Lord. Grace Covenant, are you prepared for the King of Kings? Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight his path. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. During the time of John and Jesus, it was usual and customary for kings to be announced before their arrival or visit to a town in their kingdom. A messenger of the king was assigned to the task of traveling ahead of the king and announcing the king's plan for that visit. This announcement allowed the townspeople the opportunity to prepare for the king's visit by lining the streets along his traveling route and welcoming him. You know, kind of like a parade. Today, we find out about the plans of the governor or president uh, intended visit to our area through the media, via the television or radio or Twitter, and boy, do we prepare for the, for the arrival of the president. Whenever the president, for, uh, whenever the president visits a city or town, there is great preparation. The Secret Service uh, makes sure all areas are secured and safe for the president. All access roads are blocked off for the motorcade to pass through safely. Local news media are invited to cover the story's events. Only certain people with security clearances are allowed to be present on the occasion of the president's visit. Undoubtedly, Great planning and preparation precedes the president's visit to any given city or town. 
Pathways and routes are clearly mapped ahead of time to ensure a smooth transition. John, the messenger for the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, called the people, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. But how many know John was not talking about pathways, valleys, and mountains? No. What John was talking about was straightening up our lives. Get ready for the King of Kings. How are you living today? How's your life living, Grace Covenant? Because Jesus is coming. How are you living? Are you walking the straight and narrow road that leads to salvation, or are you wide open, turning here and there, traveling the road that leads to destruction? How are you living? Are you living according to the word of God, or are you living according to me, myself, and I? How are we preparing ourselves to meet the King of Kings? We prepare ourselves by aligning ourselves according to God's will and God's way. You might ask yourself, how can I align myself with God? Well, first, by reading and meditating on God's word daily. God is willing and waiting to reveal God's self to you through the Holy Scripture. Taking a few minutes, the first thing, in the morning, to read God's word makes all the difference in the rest of the day. God's word gives us strength to manage through life's ups and downs. He is with us. Second, align yourselves with God in prayer. God listens, God answers in God's time and God's will. The Lord answers our prayers aren't always what we ask for, but he hears us. God listens, and he answers because God is Emmanuel, God with us. God will see you through. Also, align yourself with God by participating in the community of believers. Too often we join the church and become passive or inactive members, or we bow out saying, been there, done that, but I'm here to tell you, we are in a relationship with God that never ends. And as a member of this relationship with God, we are called to participate through worship, fellowship, and communion with one another, and to spread the good news. We have to fill the valleys of our hearts with the love of God and level the mountains by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. That is how we align our lives with God and prepare for the coming of Christ. But John didn't stop there. In verse 6, he says, And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is a very bold and powerful statement during John's time. 
As you, as you recall Luke 3 verses 1 and 2, Luke notes the time in history by mentioning the rulers of the day, Emperor Tiberius, Governor Pontius Pilate, rulers Herod, Philip, and Licinius, and high priests Annas and Caiaphas. These men were the elites of their era, according to theologians. The word of God appears among the powerful and prestigious, but not to them. Ironically, Luke reports that the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. The names Luke mentions in the first two verses of this uh, passage carries prestigious titles and offices and are associated with prominent cities, while John is associated with the wilderness. Women and men carrying prestigious titles, offices, and associations are not uncommon in today's society. Unfortunately, oftentimes, where we find prestigious titles, offices, and association, there we also find scandal and destruction. We need only to read the newspaper or watch the evening news to hear about those individuals who have gone astray. Our society is inundated with the need to achieve prestige and power that sometimes leads to scandal and destruction. According to theologians, we must leave our comforts and securities and go out into the wilderness of this world. In Israel's history, the wilderness represents a place of testing, repentance, and grace. God brought deliver, deliverance to the fledging Israel in the wilderness of Sinai following the Exodus. Exodus 15 through 20, and afterwards the wilderness, both literally and figuratively, became a place of prophetic hope. The reference to John preaching in all the country around Jordan reveals this is the territory chosen by Lot in Genesis 13:10 and 19:25, wherein lie Sodom and Gomorrah. The gospel is thus not directed primarily to or reserved exclusively for Gentiles and Jewish rulers. Its primary destination, rather, is the once forsaken region of Sodom to which John is first directed, the mission of Jesus to seek and save the lost is already anticipated in the ministry of John and all flesh shall see salvation of God. John calls all to prepare the way for the Lord, Jews and Gentiles, elite and average, all are called to a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Beloved, will you prepare the way for the Lord accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? We do not know the day or the hour, but Jesus is definitely coming. Let us align ourselves, our lives, with God through prayer, Bible study, and participating in the community of believers. Jesus Christ is coming. Let us prepare to go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ with the whole world, not just with ourselves. 
Grace Covenant, Jesus is coming for you and for me. So let's prepare to meet the King of Kings. Amen.